hello, uh, old friend that I've seen a few times before. Um, during this series, I'm actually hoping to talk to a lot of different people, some who I haven't ever actually talked to, except maybe with the odd comment or tweet or whatever, and some who I've been lucky enough to meet in person and who I've talked to online many times. Uh, in this case, you and I have met a few times, and we've also talked online during, in between those times as well. Um, for anyone else who doesn't know you, could you maybe just introduce yourself, and then we'll, we'll get into it? Hi, everyone. I'm Lee Chantel. Don't know about the bit Ryan said about me being old, but we'll let that slide, Ryan. Um, I said old friend. Like, <laughs> I know. Okay. But, yeah, we met each other for quite a while online, um, and we met or we hung out a lot um, at the Vita Vegan Con um, a few years ago that was in Portland, and I wore my bird dress that I bought in Portland as well for you, so get excited, everyone. I run um, vivalavegan.net, and um, that's been going since 2005, and I've been vegan for 24 years, so. I mean, I, I don't know. Can we still argue against the old thing between the two of us? I've moved on. <laughs> okay, I'm just, I'm going to say I'm pretty sure VVC wasn't a few years ago. Was, I think it was a was while ago. Or before 2003. What? No. 2013, maybe? Oh, yeah, it was around Instagram. <laughs> it was, yeah, okay, 2013, yeah. Okay, I was going to yeah. say. 2003 <laughs> was a while ago. It was, that was a whole different world. I mean, obviously, we're in a whole different world now, but it was, yeah. So, um, so right now, where where are you? Speaking of the world, um, so I'm in um, around Brisbane in Queensland, the Sunshine State in Australia, and um, yeah, I'm at my parents' place at the moment. This year, I'm doing um, my honours um, for university, so. Um, I decided to do that this year at the end of last year, and I'm really glad that I did, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess, obviously, uh, I've, I don't know, from what I've been following in Australia, you know, the, the pandemic has hit. Um, mm -hmm. There's definitely some concern and everything. Could you uh, give me an idea maybe of just how things have changed over the last two to three months? I'm not sure when it first hit Australia, but I think that's a pretty good time frame for most places. Um, I think it was um, the end of last month, um, and then I'm just basing that on the start of the AFL um, season, which is <laughs> um, the Australian Football League that I'm obsessed with, um, because we started the first, we had the first round, and then um, just halfway through the first round, um, we they said we're not continuing the season anymore and that was pretty much the week after no kids were going to school and then it's just sort of you know spiraled since then I guess but yeah um we there's a lot of different states have different rules and so yeah. some people like in New South Wales and Victoria that there's a lot more people that live there so they had a lot um you know restrict more restricted um, aspects from day one, whereas Queensland's only just sort of done a few of those things. And Queensland's like a really big state that doesn't have as many people, still a lot along the coastline. So, yeah, we're um, not meant to hang out with any more than two people at once. Um, I'm My mum and my dad are here, so they're both over 70. And um, you know, my mum's missing seeing her grandson as regularly as they used to. 
my dad's missing going to do his hit sessions at the university gym and um but you know it's pretty good um they can still go out together on the walks in the morning and um we've got a, a pool at home too so dad and i can still do our swimming um but yeah my sister's still working her partner's still working and then my nephew he's not at school so um that's really good because a lot of people have lost their jobs or they've had to yeah. work um and because i'm at uni i haven't been i haven't been working a lot of things for a lot of hours for a long time so it's just here and there and that hasn't been really affected so yeah just in the uni mode um but yeah it's meant like a lot of people are getting fined for having parties or for you know, or three people hanging out at the beach a lot of our beaches have been closed yeah um, because people are just going oh yeah i'm not doing anything now i'm on holiday and acting as though they're on holiday when you know we should be just chilling out a bit <laughs> mm-hmm. um so what about the university because with your honors you didn't necessarily have like a class schedule right or you had, had some classes yeah we had so t- we've got two subjects and then all the rest is like the honors subject so yeah. um the one of our subjects like a counseling one they had a we were in one week and we were just trying zoom with other people and then we went on we've always been on zoom since that first day it's okay. all fine and then the other subject is stat subject she the lecturer was trying to keep us all at uni but then she wasn't allowed to at the end um and then i have a tutorial for stats as well so i was a bit worried about that because stats isn't my forte and <laughs> the more people, um and i like a lot of help with that and um, i really get a lot out of the tutorials mm-hmm. but it was really cool because um when my tutor was doing all the analyses we used a program called SPSS he was doing it there oh. and then I had I had mine open and I could do it right down with all the drop downs so that was really cool so it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be yeah. and like um my my friends and I we've been just doing like working on our stats assignment together and screen sharing with Microsoft um, Teams and oh have you got this these are your data points is what you've got and being yeah. able to that's been really cool i am um, oh you hit a nerve when you said spss <laughs> it's been a while i had to do that with my psychology degree and it was like my least favorite part i haven't seen that program since i graduated and oh, i'm okay yeah. if i never see it again <laughs> I know it's it's really painful but it's you know what i sort of have to do so oh yeah yeah for yeah. sure um so are you like you're still on track to be able to finish like nothing it hasn't been delayed in any sense Well um there there's a because it's honors and we're a bit of a higher sort of standard yeah. um there's they've sort of said to us like if you can't handle stuff now you maybe should drop out and do it next year but um the undergraduates um who aren't on this level they're not classing things like if they fail a subject that that's not going to be on the GPA it won't be oh, okay. like that so they've done a few things like that but we won't be included in that the only thing it hasn't to be honest this hasn't really affected me because my life's been about uni for like <laughs> years so yeah. i'm just doing it at home so because i was at my parents i've been having to drive down to the gold coast for a study um and yeah so i've got more time back because i'm not driving 2 hours a day when i have to go down mm-hmm. and 
um, yeah, I'm able to just get in the zone. And but because I'm doing um, a research project this year, and I'm doing it with social robots and preschoolers, and okay. how the differences between how preschoolers interact with a social robot instructor versus a human instructor. And it really would be great if we could do it in part. <laughs> so that might not happen, but we have a backup plan where we just do it sort of like what we're doing here and it'll just be pre-recorded. Pre mm -hmm. So that we won't really know until July if that's going to happen, to be honest. And then there's another aspect of my, my um, year is um, a placement. So we're meant to get a bit of experience in, in an area. Um, so if we're not allowed to go in anywhere, and there's a lot of the people that put their names up for placement that just aren't accepting anyone anyway, including PhD, including like higher sort of things as well. So people might not even want people. So yeah. we'll just be taken out of the, um, the program if that happens. And honestly, I'm okay with that too because then I'll gain like 30 plus hours. So it's all about, I'm all about the time and energy management. So that's <laughs> not a problem for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so you mentioned, what was it, July you said for the schools? Like, is that, is that where it's standing now? Like, they're not really going to, is that like all schools or just university level or? It's just my university. Um, okay. Uh, trimester two so I'm in the middle I'm halfway through trimester one at the moment they've extended the um the break we had a month break in between first and second I've added another week to that um so yeah I don't know a lot of the stuff we'll know around about week one of July and I think if like a lot of places I've just spoken to my friend Ethan from New York and my friend Holly from LA today now from you in Saigon <laughs> But yeah, I think a lot of people are saying it's going to be another two months plus. Yep. But just recently, allowing kids to go back to school, so that's interesting. Okay, it's it's kind of funny because, like here, uh, when it sort of first hit, like we were kind of on the same. I mean, it hit it hit China first for sure, but like it it was definitely on our radar around that same time. Uh, because, I mean, part of Vietnam shares a border and there's a lot of, like, back and forth. Um, but both Vietnam and China were pretty much, I can't remember if it was, like, the tail end or in the middle of, like, the new year. And so, like, in Vietnam, for some people, like, they're off for, like, weeks. Uh, in some cases, even, like, a month. So it's, like, serious deal. Like, everyone goes back home. Cities, like, Saigon is basically empty. Getting a flight or a bus or a train is like useless because just mm -hmm. everything. So basically, when it kind of hit, they just extended the the Tet holiday for at least a week for the kids and stuff. And now it's just continued. Like right now, I don't think I I don't know what they've said as of yet, but I think they're like there's no real talk of bringing the schools back in. Mm -hmm. um, and that's countrywide. Like that's not just like I think. Ho Chi Minh City, like Saigon was the first one to say, okay, we're shutting the schools. And then like the rest of the country was just like, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, and then when it kind of started in Canada, like they had their first case like back in January, but it really sort of hit last month. And that was like right around March break. So again, they just sort of were like, okay, we'll kind of extend things. But that's also when they were telling everybody who had left for like winter break to go to Florida or 
you know, Costa Rica or whatever, they were like, okay, everybody get your butts back here. Like things are going to get serious. Well, we had, so the schools had a week earlier from their holiday. So yeah. that uh, that was interstate like uh, New South Wales and Victoria. And then they just did that a bit later for Queensland because I think there's a different, I think it's differently paced out. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it was, it, Queensland sort of um, didn't get on top of the no schools thing for a while and there was a bit of a problem with the Queensland unions as well because a lot of the teachers were saying, hey, we don't want to go to school and look after this. Yeah. You know, especially like I heard from some of them that are over 60 because they've been saying people over 60 and 70 yeah. shouldn't be going out. They're not allowed to see their grandkids. But then you've got teachers that are that age that are meant to look after other people's kids. So everyone was just confused. Yeah. But I personally am really, other than that, for the older teachers, I really think um, schools is really important to keep going, just, you know, a psychological aspect for the kids that there's something that's, um, you know, a routine, something is normal and that interaction with their, their peers is really essential and mm-hmm. in particular have to think about accessibility. And I know there was a stat from Pew Research saying that I think it was 25% of American students don't have access to Wi-Fi. And our Wi-Fi yeah. is ridiculous as well in Australia. And um, and also if you imagine um, all the all the things like, you know, you and I, we've always worked from home, so it's not a challenge for us to do this. But there's a lot of people who it is challenging, especially if you've got mum and dad at home who are meant to be working from home with three or yep. four kids that they're meant to be schooling. How is either one of them going to get done properly? It just won't. And then there's some people, if you think about the um, family lives that they grow up in, um, you know, there's more people at home, more domestic violence issues happening, there's more drinking happening as well, and there's some kids that can't actually get space to even have quiet or be able to do anything, and mm-hmm. it's really troubling. So I just think it's really important for the kids to go back to school. Yeah, the... Um I mean, here, I, I wrote a piece for a, for one of the national papers a little while ago to get an idea of, like, what the foreigner community were doing. Because, like, the schools have been closed now for months. Yeah. Um, and to see, like, okay, what are, you know, how are the families handling it and everything. Not surprisingly, pretty much everyone I talked to, it was all going relatively okay. Because, I mean, here, the, the foreign population... At least say like in terms of like the English first language kind of thing, um, they're either teachers, so mm-hmm. they're all now home able to teach their kids, or um, you know they're like people that have been doing remote work or whatever mm-hmm. for companies outside of Vietnam, so they haven't lost their income, um, and also their kids are going to international schools, which are like have pretty incredible funding relative to the school system here. So they, you know, switched over to online learning pretty much soon mm-hmm. after they shuttered. And But I am concerned here because there are so many other people, like especially in the smaller communities that, you know, now suddenly, even if the school system is saying, oh, there's online learning, like you said, like accessibility to the Internet and everything. There's actually a story in the same paper about um, this uh, ethnic minority group. I think it was in the north. Um and these two kids were basically going up on this hilltop because that's where they could get like a 3G signal on their cell phone. 
so they could go and do like some of their classes and their parents put up like a little tarp and everything to kind of help shade them from the sun but of course then they're also paying for data so they actually would take like a day off and go work in the field like in the farms to make a little bit of money so they could go and put data on their cell phones so they could go back and do school and Mm-hmm. I was just like, wow, that's, you know, that's like, because I mean, so much, if you listen to like a lot of the nonprofits, one of the big things, of course, is education mm-hmm. yeah, and ensuring true. that kids can have it because obviously it's not just a short term thing, right? Like, yeah. you know, someone missing out on their first year or, you know, eighth year or whatever down the road, because I think some schools back home, they've just decided, oh, you're going to pass whatever grade you're in, you're just going to. Like for the people who are about to finish year 12, like the last year of school, um, they're they're using year 11 marks. Wow. And if you think about, like, I know, so we have prep now that you start school from prep and then year one. And in Queensland, we have to start from year one. So this year, I know it's affected universities because all the people that were coming through, that we missed like a year of people. So there was a bit of like a um, not as many people coming through, so not as many jobs, not as many positions are up. Mm-hmm. So if you think about just the flow-on effects of if you keep people back a year, if you keep, say, all these people at the moment to repeat a year, like that's it would just cause so much like flow-on effects. And yeah. you know, I don't think, I think also like my my nephew, he's he's doing really well with his studies. Um, and it would affect him somewhat, but people that are struggling and like a few of my friends have children, um, children with special needs, they can't look after them at home. They can't yeah. give them the care that they need that teachers are actually giving them. So they're, they're missing out and other people who are not understanding things as well are missing out. So yeah, I'm, I'm all for going back to school as soon as you can. And, and obviously the teachers should be able to choose if they want to do that. Yeah. The, um, I was I was thinking like could I even if I had a kid they wouldn't really be a kid they'd be like university age could I teach them SPSS if I had to and <laughs> I mean I like I can't even remember like long division I mean because all that stuff we learned in you know in high school and elementary like I mean most of that now I'm doing it on this thing yeah. if I, I need I, to right long division so I remember that quite well oh, okay yeah it's um. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't want to be teaching someone something. And I know a few parents have said, "Oh, what I learned 20, 30 years ago." Then that's not how they do things anymore. Because I think someone was saying something along the lines of, "You'd work it out in your head, like you knew your times tables to work out what what it was." I can't remember there was a term for it. Yeah. But then they're saying nowadays they just go sort of straight to the answer without maybe working out the how. So that was a bit. That was a bit interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got a I've got a few friends who are dealing with like little kids mm. and just and I think plus like at least at home, um, and here, like they're really pushing the social distancing and only going out for required things. So at home a lot of people have been pushing back on the fact that like they think they should at least be able to like go out for a walk or like there was there's a story actually at home about a family, maybe it was in the States. Um, who got fined like almost $900 because they were all rollerblading in a parking lot mm-hmm. and they're all living together like they're a family and there was no one else in the parking lot and a cop actually took like whatever was bothered by this and told them they were supposed to be social distancing no more than you know two people in a group or whatever 
and gave them a ticket for like almost nine hundred dollars. Yeah, um, that's ridiculous. Our, yeah, our, it's our phone over here is one thousand four hundred and thirty-three dollars, and um, yeah, it's you're meant to just two people. You can go and exercise. You can go to the doctor. You can go to work. You can go to the shops for essentials. Yeah. Um, I went to visit one of my friends because I had a um, Pilates. Um, physio appointment so I went to visit her on the way she lives alone and I was joining her and we went and got um, takeaway food to eat back at her place so you can do some sort of thing like that um, but yeah it's not meant to be it, like in you know all the beaches I was saying before are closed because a lot of the um, people from Brisbane were going down south and you know just working on their tans on the beach which I'd love to do as well I'm a swimmer I love oceans yeah. So that's what I'm really missing at the moment, to be honest. But, um, you know, you, you, we're not meant to do it. So just suck it up. Yeah, yeah. I've talked to, there's been, um, people here have been fined for not wearing masks. Um, one guy is actually going to be facing prison because he, well, he got in a fight with the cops. He was, he was drunk and they were like, hey, you're supposed to be wearing a mask. And he was like, who's going to make me wear one or whatever? And he threw a punch. So... Obviously, you know, it it got a little ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, there's been, like, the papers covered here. Like, people have been out flying kites and stuff, like, in another district. And they're basically just, like, overboard. I mean, thankfully, if, you know, believing the numbers that are being reported, like, thankfully, it, it actually hasn't been really bad here. Um, so I feel like, you know, I'm taking it serious because I kind of have to because there has been a sort of shift in the attitude of, oh, it's coming from foreigners and yeah. all that stuff. So, like, I feel like if I went out with a ma without a mask, I would probably maybe even get in some trouble. Um, yeah. Thankfully, the neighborhood I'm in, like, the vendors that I deal with in the morning and everything, they know me. They know I've been here for over a month. But, like, I was, I was almost going to sneeze this morning. Yeah. And I was wearing the mask, and I was outside, and I was just like, you cannot sneeze right now. Partially because I had the mask on, and my hands were full, like, produce and stuff and i was like don't sneeze in the mask don't sneeze in public don't do it no 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 no. luckily it passed but it's strange right because in so many ways here like like you kind of said like my life hasn't changed a lot mm -hmm. but when i do decide okay i'm going to go out to the market and i feel anxious about it that's when i'm like oh wait things have kind of changed like i shouldn't be literally the market's at the end of the street like it's not even a five minute walk it shouldn't be like a big thing. And then I come home and I'm like, okay, take the mask off, go wash my hands, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. I mean, then I have friends at home who are like going through a serious like medical grade procedure of sterilizing all their groceries and like having things delivered at the foot, like the bottom of their steps and then bringing it in and hand washing everything. And like, yeah. so no, I mean, there's different I'm, extremes, right? Yeah, I'm not at that stage. I'm not like, I just, I don't know. I'm. I've always been big on the hand washing. So um, we did a we did a course um, last year or, or the year before at uni about. And my my lecturer, she was like really into um, disgust, and that was something she studied. And she was talking about hand washing. And I also watched um, this show. What was it called? The Hot Zone. Did you watch that on TV? No. And I, I, it was around about the time Chernobyl came out and everyone was obsessed with Chernobyl and no one really put much attention to the hot zone, which was amazing. And I read some articles that, I 
I can't remember her name, the lady from The Good Wife. She was she starred in it. Mm. And she was talking about she met the infectious disease person and she said, just pay attention. Uh, she said, I don't shake hands anymore because just pay attention to how many times people touch their face. And after I read that, I was totally trying not to touch my face. And it's really <laughs> hard. It's just like a, a natural sort of thing that everyone does, including the animal kingdom. And yep. um, and just from then, I was just really aware of those sort of things. So I'm just, yeah, I think I was just a bit ahead of that from other people. But I guess for me, when I go outside and, like, get, um, you know, go groceries or something, I'm just really, really aware to be extra nice to the people at the store. Yeah. People have been so horrible to them. And I just try and have a little, like, I'm normally pretty sociable and have a chat to people anyway, but I'm just like, how are you going? Are you okay? You know? And just things like that with people. So I'm just making a, a lot more of an effort to do that, to be honest. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping this is kind of highlighted some things like that, like general hand washing and everything. Because, I mean, I think people are very much, like, more aware now of the environment and, like, how there's so many chances to get things and stuff. And, I mean, I hope everyone doesn't go to, like, an extreme with it because obviously there can be, like, issues <laughs> with that. But... I think people being a little more conscious of it and washing their hands more is, is a pretty good thing. Um, yeah. And I'm not sponsored by any soap companies or anything. I'm just saying in general, not yet. keeping your hands clean is nice. Yeah, not yet. Um, he said it so I, mean, <laughs> I can see the PR emails right now. Um, so, so I mean, I guess if, <laughs> if things haven't changed that much for you, are there any, like, any things that you have kind of had to change or like adapt to like any routines that you've sort of put on? Cause I mean, if you're working from home, maybe not. I mean, I know other people working from home is like a total shift and like definitely a weird thing, but for you, like maybe your two hour drive, not being a part of it is great. But is there anything else that you're doing? I, um, I'm really big on routines and I'm really big on, you know, making sure I'm, I've got balance in like my life oh, as much as you can do that when you're doing honors year at uni. But, um, I, you know, I get up, I do my Pilates or my yoga and my exercise for say 40 minutes, have a quick swim in the pool for like maybe 10 or 20 minutes, you know, have my shower, eat my breakfast while I'm looking at my emails. And then it's uni work, um, have like half an hour, an hour break for lunch, uni work until, you know, seven or so. And then I watch like a couple, like two or three hours worth of some of my reality TV shows that I just, and I honestly can't handle too much at the moment, like too, like really heavy sort of TV shows. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love Homeland, that's on at the moment, that's a bit heavy, but um other stuff I've just been watching, all my reality stuff I don't have to think about. So, yeah, I'm just doing that. I'm watching The Circle UK at the moment. So that's my latest obsession. And then just, that's it. I'm just repeating that. I'm doing the exact same thing every day. So it's a bit monotonous, but I've just had a uni break, but I've had, like, three assignments to do like, <laughs> for my proposals. So it's just, you know, if and I'm very good at um, – like this is what I have to do this week and these are the steps I have to do and I've always been good at okay this is my major thing I have to do today and as long as I do that it's okay and then maybe Mm -hmm. do all the smaller things so I've been I'm very good at focusing getting stuff done I know for people that I'm friends with 
that um, don't learn very well online or that have ADHD or something like that. They're just not able to focus and they get distracted yeah. easily and it's really hard for them. But honestly, it's just um, it's just the same thing for me. I'm just doing it at home. Not yeah. going, the thing that I'm missing the most is I'm not having my ocean swings. Like that's, that was really good for me. Then I loved doing that and just I just can't do two kilometres in the your smaller pool at home. Um, but, yeah, I'm getting, like, my Pilates and yoga stuff and I'm really just every day doing that. And that, that helps. Like, as long as I do something physical and if I do it in the morning, then it helps, you know, helps a lot of stuff. Especially, you know, if someone's anxious and depressed and uncertain about everything, I really suggest getting into the exercise because it helps with a lot of stuff. Yeah, I've I've had a few friends actually here, uh, two friends that have been struggled in the beginning because like they suddenly weren't able to go to the gym. Yeah. Um, and one of my friends has basically been like altering his like jogging session based on like, okay, yesterday there were a few people out, so now I'm gonna have to go even earlier or yeah. whatever. Um, just because he yeah he finds it has been helpful for him. Um. Definitely. But, yeah, I know most of the stuff I've read so far, the routine is definitely a big part of it. And like I said, like, I'm really bad at it. I always have been. But it hasn't been a big shift for me because I'm still working from home. But I know, like, my sister is now suddenly working from home. And I think she's been finding it sort of strange. And I think her cats are, too. I've got a lot of pictures of her cats lately. Freaking out. I think, yeah, I think a lot of animals now are like, what the hell is, like... I'm glad that you're here, but you're ruining my routine. Like, I'm supposed to be on your bed sleeping right now, but, you know, now you want to go for a walk again? Yeah. I've, we've got a neighborhood cat as well, Scruffles, and she'll just come along. So it's really, if you do have animals or have got animals near you, just, you know, 10 minutes in the morning, just giving them a cuddle or a pat and sit out in the sun if you can. And, like, that's really nice. So just, like, little... You have to, like, really appreciate the little things and that, you know, I always, like, whenever I go to bed, I always, like, thank you, universe, for this or that. It's, like, being remembering why you should be grateful. Like, we're alive. We don't have any health problems. Our families are doing okay. Most, you know, family, like, my family all got the jobs. Everyone's healthy and happy. Yeah, you know, we're a bit inconvenienced. You know, can't do the things you want to do. But this isn't forever and, you know, yeah. just do what we can and in australia we're doing really well we've only had i think it's nine thousand cases at the moment we haven't had many people die and if you compare that i know we don't have as big a population as say america and stuff but that that's pretty good we're doing well because of all the the phys and i like to say physical distancing rather than social distancing because we really yeah, yeah. Be focusing on the social elements and i'm doing that with a lot of my friends and you know, my uni friends as well, we don't see each other every day, but we can meet up on Microsoft Teams and, you know, yeah. Scott sort of messed, um, speaking with some people today. And, you know, it's just focus on those things in particular around sociability and interacting with people. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, if this happened, like, 30 years ago? Yeah. Like, without being able to do this? Yeah. I mean, I granted, I don't know if I'd be on the other side of the world if I couldn't just like video chat with my parents and everything, but like to even, you know, to even like not be able to follow Twitter or like local news. I mean, yeah. because now like I am able to go out and get a paper, but like that would involve going out mm -hmm. to get it. Right. And that would have been your only news, maybe not 30 years ago, but 
you know, yeah. a while ago. You would have to get the paper or wait for the local news. And, like, your long-distance chargers, I would like to think the phone companies would probably have offered <laughs> a rate. But, yeah, like, I mean, having to... Oof. Yeah, we're, you know, we're, we really have a lot of things that we can use to make this less less bad or easier yeah. to deal with. So, yeah, just focus on those sort of things and also try not to get obsessed with the news. Like I know a heap of people just put their TV on all day and they're listening to that all the time. And my parents in the morning, it's the first thing that they do and I'm like, yeah. you can't do that, you need you need like maybe you know look at the news at you know six o'clock for the news or one o'clock when you're online but just you know you really got to limit it limit it yeah yeah um okay so i'm supposed to only have like an ending question now but i do have one other thing that i want to ask you about and not entirely sure if you can answer it but since you're the first person i'm talking to in australia i'm gonna ask um obviously similar to canada like a lot of the country is relatively empty. Like, I mean, I know there are people within the outback and everything, but definitely it's more concentrated on the coast. Um, has there been any sort of like, the Canadian government has kind of like, there's been some funding initiatives and everything and definitely some towards like Northern communities, but there's also been uh, a big push with a lot of the communities at home, like for First Nations and Indigenous to shut it down, like before it even comes into their community, because obviously there's a whole history of that sort of thing. Um, has there been any like concern or communication from like the indigenous populations there? Like, has it shown up in the communities at all? Or um, I don't. I honestly don't know how much um, okay. that interacted with the indigenous community come up with these decisions. Yeah. But I know from um, state based, like in the Northern Territory at the top, that um, there was a lot of the Indigenous communities, or not just there, but throughout Australia, that no one's allowed into them. Yep. So they're just meant to stay the Indigenous people or whoever's in that area, that's it. And I would like to hope they've had interactions with the elders of that area, but, you know, what white people are like. Yeah. Um, so, um, but I also know in Queensland, my home state, um, a lot of our cases have been at the Gold Coast, where I do university, and in Brisbane, um, where I am, and at Cairns, which is up north, so more um, touristy, and a lot of people come and go from Cairns because it's up, up top. So they're the main sort of areas, and there's been a lot of regional areas within Queensland that have closed their borders and won't let anyone go into them, like um, Longreach or... Um, I know, I think there were some cases in Toowoomba and in other places. There's a few that are, um, that uh, had some cases and they just didn't want it to go out any further. Yeah. So there's been things like that because, like I said, our, our state is massive. So there's just so many, so many little areas. So they're trying to not get it from the um, city or the yeah. populated areas into those regional areas. And it seems to have worked so far. Okay, cool. Yeah. Now, um, before about people coming into your area, the majority of people who have had um, coronavirus and the people who've had COVID-19 and who have died are people who've come off um, boats, like the... Oh, okay. Um, what are the, the tourist things? The cruise ships? Yeah, cruise ships, that's it. Yeah. And so there's a cruise, one cruise ship in particular that docked in um, New South Wales that has had, I think, 200 people and the large majority of them got sick and a lot of died. Yeah. 
and people who've come from overseas. So they're the people who have infected other people, um, but generally it hasn't really happened unless those things have been. Yeah. The, um, I read an article a little while ago that apparently cruise ship bookings have gone up for next year. I don't understand why, because to me well, this is like yeah. the sort of final nail being like, yeah, it's a bad idea. To be stuck on a boat with a lot of people. I was talking to my parents about that last night because they were saying, oh, I think I'll struggle next year. I'm like, mm, no, because you've got everything. Like, I'm just thinking about people in Australia, a mm-hmm. certain type of people in Australia who don't like to go outside of the, the, the norm and what they're used to. They're yep. quite happy to be on a boat and have all their food, especially alcohol provided, and now I think they're adding free Wi-Fi or it's more affordable. And you're just there and you just do whatever you want. <laughs> so I think that's a really um, – I, I can fully understand why people would want to do that. I'm not into cruise ships. I've never been on one. I don't know what they're like. But yeah. I don't like the idea of being trapped somewhere you can't escape from. But, yeah, I, yeah. I and it's all there. You pay you know, a certain amount of money. You're covered. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Or kids or your family you can meet up with all your friends and yeah i can i can see the selling point i just i would have thought there'd at least be like a year of like going oh no maybe we'll do something else next year but, but also but people like here well here in particular they're like make sure you support these people make sure you support them so they're probably you know something yeah. cool if they won't go on holiday they're like who's been affected the most oh it's the cruise ships we'll support them and yeah, it's that. I think it's that sort of mentality. <laughs> and also, remember, people forget really easily. So there's a heap of things that I'm hoping will stick around, like being a bit nicer yeah. to people, and just you know, um, people are making more of an effort to communicate with people instead of just texting and social media. Yeah. So those sort of things stick around. But then once we go back to normal, people just remember, you know, unless. Unless this goes to say six months or something, I think things will just go back to normal. <laughs> yeah. Well, so speaking of now, I'll ask the the ending part. Okay. Um, talking about the the ending of the pandemic, not the ending. Hopefully, it won't come to that. Um, your first day when you get the all clear and everything's back to normal. What do you What do you want to do? Uh, probably, I'd go to Palm Beach, which is um, down the coast. At, um, at the Gold Coast and um, have a swim there, do my laps in the ocean and do about 2K over there and then read a book and, um, yeah, that'll be... What about... Go to some of the vegan places. We've got a heap of vegan places to eat down there. Go to Sarini, falafel or some pancakes. Falafel. Yeah. (laughs) There's a really good falafel place at Burley, Ryan. I'll take you there one day. But, it's yeah, that's what I'd do. So what about, speaking of supporting travel and everything, what about a month from now or from then or later on? Will you be doing any travels? I'd love to travel um, November and December because I finish, our thesis is due Friday 30th of October at 12pm, not that I know know (laughs) that in my head or anything. But, yeah, so um, I'd like to do something after that. But it just depends where the world's at, really, doesn't it? So I'd yeah. like to be overseas in my beloved Ubud in um, Bali, Indonesia. So that's what I'd like to do. But, yeah, we'll see. 
Not too, I can't really make too many plans when I'm at uni. I'm just, you know, trying to get through the year really and see where I go if I do my PhD next year and also all this all this stuff puts um, some plans on hold, most plans on hold, doesn't it? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing, eh? Like, I mean, I feel it's kind of strange because I feel like, you know, it's sort of happened kind of slow, kind of. Maybe not as slow as people would like, but, you know, we see all those disaster movies. You grow up with all these, like, major earth-changing things, but they're all usually, like, super quick. Like, there's an asteroid headed to us, and Bruce Willis has to save us or whatever. But this has been, like, months. So I just wonder if, like, we're kind of... I mean, I feel like people are aware, yeah, like, stuff is different, and this is serious. Well, most of us are. Um, but I wonder if it would have been, like, a whole different thing if it just suddenly, like, one day changed. Or, like, I mean, because this could be, you know, this could be months into, like, I mean, they're talking before a vaccine could be, like, 12 months to 18 months. So it's this long, drawn-out change of the world. Mm. But, I mean, like, will they ever make a movie of it? I don't know, because it's not as dramatic, right? Like, But when you're saying that, I think there's elements, like, say I could probably compare it to, like, a world war starting or something. There's yeah. elements of that happening like there's you know oh yeah some dude called Hitler's like um getting the, the people to uprise and they're like having heaps of meetings and stuff and there'd be you know spies from all of those sort of countries that would have would know people on the ground that are talking about this yeah. stuff there's people that have said oh yeah I was I'm mates with one of the um not me but I've heard people say like I'm mates with some of the um the people that do the um disease or whatever it's called, disease. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the time. But he, Something fact, or another. He works in infectious diseases, and he said to me months ago, something's coming. So you, yep. yeah, if you're in, if you're interested in that, like infectious diseases, you'd be like, oh, mate, did you read this article so and so from China or China did this or something? You you're putting all that stuff together. It's just when yeah. I'm interested in it, the media is not interested in it until it's like a um, <laughs> Really, if you're really attuned to all that sort of stuff, you probably know some things are coming. And it's just yeah. when we weren't, most people weren't aware of it until they had to do something to change because then it's affecting them, isn't it? Like, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, granted, some people still aren't. Like, in some ways, I feel like because of how things are going here, like, if it had gone different, I mean, right now we're at, like, I think... 265 cases maybe a little more um and nobody's died and there's like probably 140 something recovered so we've only got like i think active cases there's only like 90 or something um canada or no this is in vietnam canada's canada's a bit of a disaster um like yeah. shockingly so speaking in terms of preparation um and there's been articles between canada and the states and the uk about how much people knew mm. and how many people were saying, like, look, this is yeah. this is going to be a thing. Like, we need to be ready for this. But I think, like I kind of said, like, because it's not some, you know, really tangible, mm. dramatic thing, it's like, oh, there's this little bug that we can't see that's going to take over the world. And people mm. are like, what, you mean like the flu? Like, pfft, whatever, yeah. we're sick, and it's okay. If you think about all the people, like the climate change people who've been speaking out about climate change and all that sort of stuff for years, who's paid attention to them? 
we just started to because we had a heap of floods and then um, fires yep. in Australia. But it's the same sort of thing. Instead of actually listening to the people who know what they're talking about and it's like their expertise, we're going, oh, no, it's not, don't, let's not freak out. It's not a problem. Like all the Trump and the Fox News and sort of stuff. Like that's not helpful. You want to be telling people the actual truth. But that doesn't, we know that. It doesn't sell. Emotions, yeah. things, you know, and um, outrage. <laughs> so. It's too bad that the, um, is it Dr. Fauci, I think, who's like the big, uh, the, the infectious disease guy in the States that should be sort of overseeing the meetings and everything. Um, I mean, he, you know, he can't really be the movie superstar, right? Like, he's not the Bruce Willis or the, oh, the Rock. <laughs> I know. I mean, like, apparently a lot of people have been falling in love with the guy. He's, yeah. he's got fans, apparently, like, that have been rather vocal about their love for him. So I think that's great. I mean, with both of us, you know, with the university background and the stats and everything, having scientists be up on a a good sort of Hollywood celebrity status, that's fine. I mean, that's the way the world should be headed now because I think we need that. Unfortunately, we need a lot of stats too, which I'll let them deal with. I don't want to hear it. It's another thing because all the stats is just going to come from China. It's just starting to come from China now that we can actually do anything with. But the majority of stuff we don't have stats for to say, oh, we should do this or we should do that. Hand cleaning, uh, hand washing and the masks, supposedly there's not enough stats to say that that actually prevents anything. But that's all we've got, so that's what we do. And there's a lot of, you know, people were saying, oh, we should stop the kids from going to school because then they're spreading stuff to their grandparents. But that's just based on um, the, the flu. Like, there's no stats to back, to back that up at all. So, yeah, everyone's just, I, in my opinion, I hope everyone's trying their best to get through it and um, try to listen to the people who know what they're talking about and don't spread all the disinformation and the misinformation because there's a lot of it out there. <laughs> yep. Well, on that note, I'm going to say thank you so much for joining me to, to share sort of your corner of the world. Thank well, you. not corner because I don't want to suggest a flat earth, but <laughs> your piece of the world. Yeah, um, and hopefully at some point we'll cross paths again when the planes are flying and everyone's back to normal. We don't have to shake hands when we do meet again, but, but it'll be good to see you in person. And yep. um, we'll, we'll talk again soon. Thanks, everyone, for your time and take care of yourself and each other. Bye.